Hello. No, you're all right. Come on in. Welcome to Conversation Matters. How can I help you? Okay, may I see your prescription? Let's see. Oh, dealing with the loss of a pet. Yes. I'm sorry to hear that. Let me check the schedule. It looks like I have a certified conversationalist available right now. Would that work for you? Sure. Just take your prescription and go straight through that door. He's expecting you. Hello. How are you? Really? Please, come in. You've got to be kidding me. Let me see your prescription. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. How could this happen to you? How could you have a loss like this? I know you were such a good owner. You really were. You. I say it in the past tense, but I know you'll always be a good owner. You're one of those type of people that loves his pets. I'm sorry you've, you've had this loss. And I know losing a pet is like losing a child sometimes. Do you want to tell me about it? Because I, I do want to listen. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. It is important. It's important to you to talk about it. That's why I'm listening. Go ahead. Yes. It's not easy when you have a loss like this. Sometimes you just need to get it out. 
That's why I'm here. To listen. And smile. And comfort you with a soft touch on your shoulder. And hand you a tissue. It's okay. We've all been there. That's why I'm listening. Yeah, you could hear old Buster barking. He's not afraid of anybody. <laughs> He's my little dog. He's not actually my dog, but he might as well be. He's stuck to me like glue. I think he took to me. Plus, I think I'm warm to sleep by, to be honest. I'm fun to cuddle up against. Stay warm in the winter. <laughs> he is a boxer terrier mix. And he, he really looks like a miniature boxer. He's a wonderful little dog. He's got that brindle fur, that brindle coat. It's just, he's gorgeous. And he looks so much like a boxer, almost identical to a full-size boxer. Except we didn't have his tail snipped. I really don't like that tail snipping. I don't know how you feel about it. Really? Um, that's interesting. I appreciate your opinion. I figure his tail... It's a communication device, if nothing else. He's trying to tell you something with it. And it's cute. <laughs> full-grown man calling a little dog cute. He's my cute little man. <laughs> I, I dread the day anything happens to that poor little dog. I'm so stuck on him. I really understand how you feel. I think about him all the time, every day. I worry, and I try to plan my day so that he's not alone too often. I know it's silly, but just don't want him to be alone. What's the sense of having an animal if you're not going to take care of it, right? You, if you're not going to spend time with the poor little thing, it can't help it that you're busy and your schedule doesn't allow for walks and playtime. You know, it's not the dog's responsibility to set these things up. Uh, unfortunately, it's the owner's. <laughs> I know it's it's early days yet, and I know you're upset. I have to ask, are you thinking about getting another pet? Really? Do you th what do you think you'd like to get next for a pet? Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's what you want, then that's what you should get. Remember what suits you and what you think you need in your life. And if you're going to be good to it, the kind of owner that you are, why, I think that's an excellent idea. Because you are a really nice person. You're a good person. Nobody's perfect. No, 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 no. We all make mistakes. You know, I 
think we're too negative with each other. I don't think we should be overly patting each other on the back. But, let me put it a certain way. I've had pets and I was a, what I think, I was a bad owner. And I didn't take good care of my pets. And I didn't feel like I was there for them. And I, I really just didn't feel like I took care of them properly. The way they really needed it. And as I got older, I, I got better at it. I, uh, I had a dog get hit by a car when I was a very young man, and it, it really bothered me. It, it wasn't my fault, but it was my fault. If I had tried to stop the dog, if I had ran outside after it and chased it immediately, it was snowing out. I had two little baby boys to take care of. My boys were tiny. I, if I would have just ran, it, the dog ran out before I could get the leash on it. If I, there's all these what ifs and if I and what if would have happened if I did this. And you know what? I, I tried to learn from it. I tried to, I tried to decide that what was I going to take from this experience? Was I going to be a better owner, work harder with my pets, train them more? Or just quit having pets altogether because I couldn't stand having a loss. I decided to try harder, be a good owner, you know, be a good steward. The This world provides so much, and a dog, to me, was my ultimate pet. An animal that loves you darn near unconditionally. It's like having a permanent little child in the house. And they worry, and they care about you, and... They don't ask for much. They really don't. Except treats. They do love treats. But even then, that could be part of an, a reward system. And, and they understand it. And they want rewarded. So they do good things. They're good. So that you will reward them. And it's heartbreaking sometimes to see a little dog struggling to get the attention of its owner. I hate to see Buster when I'm leaving. Sad. Sitting there looking at me like, what, you leaving again? <laughs> we all go through it. I sometimes think I should have worked harder on his routine when he was little, but he was so scared of the whole world. And he was such a little, like almost like a child, like a baby. Like I said, he just got stuck on me. He'd sit by me. He'd sit with me all the time. I'd go to bed, take a nap, because I work, you know, different hours than everybody else. He'd curl up with me, my little buddy. He was always alerting me to big dangers outside, like the postman and the Jehovah Witnesses walking up to witness to us. <laughs> Barking his fool head off. Oh my goodness. It's amazing, isn't it? Protecting us from all these worldly, horrible events. What would a dog do? I've always wondered because, you know, it never really happened. But I always wonder what would happen if a, a really bad event happened, like a really bad guy did come to the house. Would the dogs really go crazy and fight the guy? 
It's funny, isn't it? They'd probably run in the corner and hide. <laughs> they expect me to take care of it. They're just the alarm system, right? And I've always felt that way, too. Dogs really aren't there to protect you. You're there to protect them. They're the early warning system. The alarm. They alert you to danger and they tell you, Danger, danger, something's going on. And it's your job to protect them from the emergency. Well, at least I always thought that was the way. I read a story uh, recently where a dog protected some children from a poisonous snake. And the children should have tried to get the dog out of there. I don't know exactly what the situation was. But the dog ended up getting bit by the snake. And uh, they were like, the dog protected us. And it's like, oh, you should have protected the dog. Because the dog didn't know. The dog would have done anything to protect you. Sometimes I think you have to step in. And it, and it breaks my heart. It does. The little dog thinks it's protecting you and saving the world. And then it ends up getting harmed. And it just tears at the heart, doesn't it? Just tears your heart out. Thinking about that poor little guy. I was watching the Joker movie with, with my wife and my brother and my uh, sister-in-law. It was really nice. I hadn't got to see them in a long time, and we went out to the movies. And uh, we had a wonderful time, and we saw the Joker. And <laughs> he went home to his mother every night, and that's what kind of kept him sane and happy. And I know this sounds silly, but near the end of the movie, I thought to myself, if he had a little dog... If he had a little dog, or a little tiny kitty, a little cat, to keep him company, he never would have turned into the Joker. I know that sounds silly. I know, but it just, for whatever reason, it just stuck in my mind. And that night, the movie really affected me. I had a really powerful, scary nightmare about the Joker. Just being, you know, loose upon the world. And he really is a force of chaos. And in one part of the dream, you know, the Joker was just about to get the advantage on me and a couple other people trying to fight with him. And uh, my dog jumped in and bit him and distracted him and allowed us to get the advantage and get control of him, you know, and capture the Joker and keep everybody from getting hurt. And I thought to myself right there, I said, now see, if you had had a little dog, Joker, you might have turned out differently. See, where we turn out to be heroes capturing you, you turned into a villain because you didn't have a dog. Just make you look upon the world just a little bit brighter. It does. I, I really believe that. I believe if you have kids or nephew and nieces, or, you know, you devote your time to something other than yourself. You know, like putting time into your kids, or a dog, or a cat. You see the world in a different way. 
you see the world needing help sometimes. You know, life needs help sometimes. If that little dog or cat was out on the street, it would struggle to find food, stay healthy in a warm place, safe, dry place to sleep. And you can see that. And you can see that you're the caretaker of, an, of a creature that could take care of itself. But you make its life better. You give it a better life. You give it a, a whole life. It could survive. There is such a thing as survival. We, we all have to survive on this planet. And human beings for many generations did very little besides survive. But along the way they made friends. They made pets. These pets did things to make the human being's life better. Cats and dogs chased around and rooted out rodents. Unwanted little creatures like mice, snakes. And you could train a dog to hunt and seek out these creatures and push them back out of your area to make it safe for your children, make it safe for your family. And you benefited from having a cat in the house, a cat in the barn. People always say, well, that's an old barn cat. Well, barn cats earn their keep. Sure, you feed that barn cat, but that barn cat eats the mice. And a good barn cat, you won't find a mouse or a rat for miles. They lay low when there's a good barn cat in the area. And a farmer appreciates that. And I think we made these friends along the way. And it made human beings' life easier. And in turn, we rewarded these animals. And we developed friendships. We developed a symbiotic relationship, almost. The predators of the land couldn't attack the human tribe anymore because the dogs would bark. When the predator got too close or the angry rival tribesmen came too close, the dogs would bark. And the dogs warned the humans and by doing so, kept them alive. And in keeping them alive, the dogs ate well. The dogs got taken care of. They got to sleep by the fire, a warm, dry place to sleep, and plenty of food to go with it. And I think we forget sometimes how important these silly little relationships are. They're not unimportant. They're not trivial. They're very, very important. The compassion and the love you show for each other is so 
comforting, calming, good for the soul, good for the body. Stress and anger fade away when you're petting a beautiful little animal. It's not the animal's fault. The world's an ugly place. The animal brings you joy, brings you comfort, gives you a chance to relax. It's like no matter how angry you are at work and the world around you, when you go home and you see the smile on your child's face, and they're happy that you're home, and everybody greets you, that's a pretty cool thing. Have you ever felt that, where the anger and frustration of the day just sweep away? It's like you literally forget all of your life's problems in that moment of your kids and the dog running and jumping up on you. (laughs) And it's a good thing. It's a good thing when your kids greet you at the door, chase you down the driveway, open the door for you, I didn't expect or want my kids to fawn over me too much. But I remember the days when they were happy that Dad came home. Dad's home. Everything's all right now. Everything is okay now because Dad's home. That's a pretty good feeling. If you could film your dog, it'd probably just lay down and sleep the whole time you're gone be sad and sit there all moping and face down, pouting, and then right before you get there, it knows right about when you're supposed to show up. For some reason, they can tell when the postman's coming, and they can tell when you're coming home. And that dog just jumps up, starts running around circles. I always thought it'd be cool to see that. What happens before you get home? Because they're always right there at the door waiting on you. But you know they were being ornery while you're gone. I'm sorry for your loss. Here's another tissue. Here's another pat on the shoulder. I do want to listen. I want to hear what you have to say. Because it does matter. And you need to get it out. So don't be afraid to talk. Reach out for a friend and be heard. Okay? All right. Now, what were you saying?
Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tierra de Fuego. Remember to stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. When you have a moment, please take the time to rate and review this podcast. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.